Hey, and welcome back to Church Kids Podcast, um, a podcast about art, music, fashion, and PKs growing up under church pews. My name is Deborah Rodriguez, and the name of this segment is I Might Have Been Homeschooled, But I Was Still Wildin'. As I said in my last podcast, I will be talking about the behind scenes of pastor's kids from around the state of Georgia. So today I have my first guest, and her name is Marianne Grayway. Say hello, Marianne. Hi. Uh, Marianne is a student at CLC, and she has the voice of an angel, and her makeup always looks good. It's like Kim Kardashian literally just kissed her face. Um, but yeah, anyways, Marianne, how's it going? It's going good. That's good. Uh, what did you do today? Um, I had work today. How was that? It was okay. I woke up mm-hmm. super early, so, you know. How early did you wake up? I woke up at 6. Oof. I and feel I you, girl. Got off at 5, so feeling great. Hey. <laughs> 6 a.m. to 5 p.m. That is a whole school day with after-school activities. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, speaking of school, how is it going for you? Um, School is going well. My classes are all, you know, moving along. That's good. Keeping, keeping good grades, so that's good. That's good glad you're making good grades i don't really know if i am um i'm too scared to check oh my god i'm so sorry jubilee um all right so marianne give us a little bit of information about yourself nothing too deep but just like basic information like where you're from and what are your likes and interests and how old you are Okay, so um, I'm 19, and I moved down to Columbus from Atlanta, Georgia, nine months ago to come to CLC, Um, and I am now involved in a bunch of stuff at the church here. I do kids ministry and worship and all that kind of stuff, and super passionate about, like, art and music and stuff like that, so, yeah. Nice, nice. Um, Okay, so growing up as a PK... What did your childhood look like? Um, it was very interesting, kind of, definitely sheltered for sure. Um, I didn't have access to nearly as many things as my friends did that weren't PKs. Um, but all in all, I think it was, I think it was okay. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't bad. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I was definitely sheltered and I, um, definitely had some ups and downs with my parents through that so yeah um I remember you telling me one time that you were homeschooled Mm -hmm. throughout your entire like school career Mm -hmm. um was there any like particular reason why you were homeschooled um so I'm my mom always told me like when I would always ask why we were homeschooled because I always wanted to be public schooled like I'm a super social person and so for me homeschooling was like the worst but um I always asked my mom why she did it, and she was like, well, we just feel like God is, you know, calling us to homeschool you guys instead of putting you in public school, so we just, you know, stayed homeschooled. Yeah. Did you like it? Um, some parts of it, yeah. Like, I mean, I could wake up whenever I wanted and wear my pajamas Mm -hmm. all day and, you know, do my homework in my bed, and it was totally fine, but, um, like I said, I'm super social, and so I didn't really have, like... A ton of friends growing up because I wasn't in public school so that yeah. part kind of sucked yeah yeah I was homeschooled my freshman year of high school and dude I hated it it was the worst I mean I was basically homeschooled because because like as a punishment is what I mean and 
it ugh, just not did ugh, it did not go well for me um uh was it ever hard for you to make friends though like oh, yeah. as you would go out for sure um especially when I was younger like I think my closest friends were probably just kids that were in the neighborhood and most of them went to public uh, not most of them but all of them went to public school and so like I wouldn't see them throughout the day um but I would have friends like at the church and then I would have mm-hmm. uh, like two or three friends in my neighborhood and that was pretty much it so yeah yeah I feel you on that I I always had my friends from church as well and then when I got back into public school it was like wait what I don't know anything that's going on right now why do I why is this happening yeah. so I feel you on that um were you ever embarrassed or ashamed of being a pastor's kid um did people like ever make fun of you or or refer to you as the church girl um I definitely got referred to as like a goody two-shoes for like a good portion <laughs> of when I was younger um so I I got made fun of for it yeah a lot especially by like like I said the kids in my neighborhood who were like in public school and everything like I was known as like a good girl kind of you know wouldn't do anything that mm-hmm. I wasn't supposed to be doing yeah um all throughout like elementary school and middle school yeah um so yeah yeah I was I was always referred to as the either either the church girl <clears throat> sorry either the church girl or the girl with like fifteen pastors in her family. <laughs> Which I honestly don't even know why because I only had one pastor in my family and it was my dad. So I didn't get like why people thought I had 15 pastors in my family. I don't know. It was weird. But were you ever ashamed of being a pastor's kid growing um, up? I think once I got older and like wanted to start doing kind of my own thing away from like the church, that was the only time where I was like ashamed to be like, hey, like I'm a PK. You know, my parents are pastors at a church and. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think it was only when I started to, like, want to branch out and kind of do my own thing that I was ever ashamed of that, though. Yeah. And, you know, it's so funny to me. Like, I don't know about you, but, like, at school, I was definitely embarrassed and ashamed of being known as the church girl or, like, as a PK or whatever. But then when I actually, like, got to church, it was, like, everyone knew who my family was and they knew I was a pastor's kid. And I loved being a pastor's kid at church Mm -hmm. because I had so many privileges. (laughs) And it was... It was great, not for the volunteers, but for me, because I thought I, like, ran the nursery and kids' church and basically did whatever <laughs> I wanted, but, I mean, now I'm grown and I don't really do that anymore, but <laughs> um, did you ever have special privileges because you were a pastor's kid? Oh, for sure. I would run around everywhere all the time and pretty much do whatever I wanted. <laughs> um, it was pretty great, and, like, I started helping my mom in the kids' church when I was, like, 10 and still should have been in kids church so (laughs) you know it was I got to do what I wanted and it was really cool like you said I kind of enjoyed like I really enjoyed being a pastor's kid in like the Mm -hmm. church building but outside Mm -hmm. of it it was kind of like something I didn't really talk about yeah yeah I was the kind of pastor's kid that would like that would go to the kitchen or to the nursery and I would just take food if I was hungry yes eat the goldfish (laughs) the goldfish was always there Okay, so moving along, um, how did your parents feel about secular music? Um, I was never allowed to really listen to secular music, especially when I was younger. Like, it was strictly Christian music in my house. Like, nothing, 
nothing other than like worship music and like DC Talk or Toby Mac or yeah. like you know Jamie Grace that kind of stuff <laughs> would play all the time um until like I got older my mom lets my brothers who are still both in high school like listen to secular music now like she's yeah. a lot more lax on it now but yeah when we were younger for sure it was not a thing that was played in our house yeah definitely mine never really cared for secular music either it was always Christian or you're not listening to it mm-hmm. and I remember growing up like I would have earplugs in my ears and my mom would literally pull one of them out just to make sure that I was listening to Christian music <laughs> And I also remember this one time, sorry Juan if you're listening to this, but this one time my brother was making a playlist for one of his friends in high school and the music was nothing but secular music. I don't know like exactly what was on the playlist, (laughs) but it wasn't Christian and my dad found out and then he wiped all of the secular music off and downloaded worship music only (laughs) for his friend. And I'm pretty sure it was in Spanish, too. So, <laughs> um, But how do you feel about secular music today? Do you ever feel like it's difficult to actually enjoy or find music without without it having a negative effect on you? Um, I think for me, when I started struggling with, like, language and stuff in high school, I think secular mm-hmm. music played into that a lot. Yeah. Like, when I let my music that I listen to affect me, like, way more than I should. Mm-hmm. So I think now... Um, that I'm, you know, keeping everything, keeping everything straight with God and everything, keeping track of what I listen to is, like, a really big part of, mm-hmm. part of that, um, so I try and, li- I listen to my secular music still, like, I don't mind it, mm-hmm. but I just, I can't listen to it all the time, like, yeah. I have to balance it for sure. Yeah, um, I know for me, like, I always have to start off my day with worship music, mm-hmm. otherwise my day would just be so, like, thrown off um how do you start your day um pretty much the same way I have worship music playing like while I'm getting ready like I try and wake up we go to school at nine and I try to wake up at like seven forty-five, eight o'clock and like play worship music and take my time getting ready and like getting my heart set for the day and you yeah. know spend time with God before my day starts yeah that's good um like I said I don't I don't really know about you but growing up I wasn't allowed to watch anything that had cussing kissing or witchcraft, um, like any time a commercial would come on with Harry Potter or like, like a Victoria's Secret commercial oh my God, would Victoria's come on. Victoria's Secret commercials were the worst <laughs> when we were. They little. were. They were terrible, and it was. It would always be so awkward. And my mom was like, "Close your eyes." Yes, yes. My mom would always say, "Close your eyes," or she would change the channel. Yeah. And then sometimes, not even sometimes, but I remember growing up, she had almost like every channel blocked like there was a password we had to put into funny story my netflix my netflix account is still like that (laughs) (laughs) oh my god like it's your mom that has (laughs) well you know what me too actually (laughs) so (laughs) i'm right there with you (laughs) um but yeah that's literally how sheltered i was growing up um but what, how strict were your TV rules? Um, I was allowed to watch, we weren't allowed to watch, like, a lot of 
Nickelodeon shows. I remember that very vividly. Like, we watched a lot of Disney Channel, but anything on Nickelodeon, my mom was like, eh, not mm-hmm. so great. Yeah. So, like, everyone in my generation grew up watching, like, Drake and Josh and, like, yeah. iCarly and things like that on Nickelodeon that I never, like, got to watch. Um, and so... <laughs> you never got to watch Drake and Josh. No, I'm literally watching it now. <laughs> in college. I'm like, oh Drake my gosh. and Josh. That's kind of funny. Um, But, like, I, I was allowed to watch Harry Potter once I got to high school. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't allowed to watch Sleeping Beauty when I was little because she, like, <laughs> called on the powers of hell or something like that. And my mom was like, that's not happening. <laughs> so I wasn't allowed to watch that when I was little. Um, I wasn't I wasn't allowed to watch a lot of things. But anything with, like, cussing in it, we weren't allowed to watch until yeah. we were, like, a lot older. Yeah. That's so funny. Um, my mom, to this day, like, whenever I say, hey, I'm going to go see a movie with my friends, she will literally, like, check the rating look it up yep. yes she still does that yeah i am same. 20 years old everybody <laughs> and my mom still does that um but no i appreciate her for it um so you weren't allowed to watch drake and josh no <laughs> oh my gosh that's so sad i just never watched nickelodeon i don't know if it was like specifically drake and josh but my mom just never turned on nickelodeon because mm-hmm. she thought everything on there was like not good. It's <laughs> so well. I, I can kind of see that. For me, it was like Cartoon Network. We weren't oh, allowed yeah. to watch anything on that. We were allowed to watch Boomerang, but never mm-hmm. Cartoon Network. Do you remember yeah. Boomerang? Yeah, it's like the Flintstones and mm-hmm. all that on there. Yeah, we were allowed to watch that, but never Cartoon Network. <laughs> yeah, my mom hated the Powerpuff Girls. Mm-hmm. I never watched that when I was younger. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, that is so. That's so weird looking back at it now, but whatever. Um. So, moving on, um, trends change almost, like, every week, and fashion is one of the biggest trends that people like to keep up with, or at least I know I do. Um, growing up, my parents would check to see, like, what my sister and I were wearing before we would leave for church or for school, and, like, if my dress didn't come straight to my knee, it was too short. Or if I had spaghetti straps on, I had to wear, like, a jacket or something. So... Um, were your parents, like, ever weird about the things that you wore or anything like that? Oh, all the time. I kind of forgot about that. Like, after moving out of the house, I kind of just wear what I want to now. Mm -hmm. And so, I kind of forgot about that. But, yeah, no, they were definitely strict about what I wore, especially in high school. Yeah. Um, I could never wear, like, anything that was too tight or, like, too short or, like, cropped or anything like Mm -hmm. that. Like, that was never anything that I was allowed to wear my mom would like help me go through my clothes sometimes when I was like in my room and like check what I like owned and she would get on to me for shorts being too short Mm -hmm. and stuff like that um yeah um I know that there are some people that are still weird about how fashion has been changing like over the decades and Mm -hmm. like wearing crop tops to church or wearing a spaghetti strap dress with sneakers without a jacket over you or like anything like that um Mm. but I honestly believe it's okay because of the way that church culture has changed so much and I think it's perfectly fine to like show your show your um shoulders a little bit or like a small part of your stomach or like even wear jeans with holes in them yeah um (laughs) as long as you're not trying to like show off your merchandise or anything like that for people but Um, how do you feel, like, about the way fashion has changed now and, like, how church people look at it? Um, I think for me, I grew up in a church that was primarily, like, an older congregation. 
so I was always I always had like a lot of pressure on me to dress a certain way Mm -hmm. and like my grandparents to this day get on to me for having like holes in my jeans because they think it's like of the devil or something I don't know (laughs) but um I I really I agree with you like I think it's fine to wear like whatever you would wear casually yeah out to wear to church you know like it's not a huge issue as long as you're not mm-hmm. like trying to flaunt your body or anything like that like yeah i really don't think it's a huge issue yeah um, as speaking of bodies you have a piercing on your nose do you have any yeah. tattoos i not yet not yet okay <laughs> i was about to ask like were your parents ever like no you can't have any piercings or tattoos um <laughs> you're going to hell my mom didn't want me the thing with my mom like she really doesn't care for real um she actually encouraged me to get a tattoo like a month ago anyway um (laughs) but she doesn't really care when I was younger she always wanted me to be old enough to make the decision to like pierce anything myself Mm -hmm. so before I got my ears pierced I had to be 10 Mm -hmm. and she was like okay you're old enough to like make that decision for the rest of your life and like you can get them pierced um and then the nose piercing I got when I came here so like that was kind of my own decision but my mom saw it for the first time she's like oh my god did you really do it she's (laughs) like I thought you would chicken out did you really do it so like she doesn't really care Mm -hmm. um she actually like had me dye my hair purple when I was in high school and like so she's always been super chill with that kind of stuff but I know a lot of my friends who aren't allowed to do anything like that yeah that's so funny to me like my parents my mom now she she cares but she doesn't care about what I wear but when it comes to like tattoos or like piercings it's like no not at all (laughs) like I could wear a crop top or I could buy a crop top and she would see it in my closet and be like oh it's just a crop top but when it comes to like a piercing on my nose she's like no that is of the devil no way um but it's actually funny because my brother got a tattoo Uh and I thought she was gonna freak out over that but she actually took it pretty well I mean, it was my dad who ended up bringing out the actual Bible and was reading scripture to him. But, yeah, that's, that's crazy. Um, how do you feel about it? Because I think it's perfectly fine, and I love it. I mean, I, obviously you do too. You have one on your nose. Yeah, I, I honestly don't mind it. And, I mean, there's a bunch of people in mm-hmm. our church who have tattoos and piercings mm-hmm. that are, like, visible. And I think the only thing for my mom that she's always warned me about is like with getting something permanent that's like visible she's like you don't know how that's going to affect your ministry like in the future like you could be out of church that's very traditional and like you have to be pastoring there and like something that like having a tattoo or a piercing could hinder you from doing that um so she's always aired me to be cautious with that um but I honestly don't see an issue with it yeah um all right so because of the way you were raised from your parents being pastors um, how do you think that has shaped you into the person you are today? Um, I think it really has kind of put a good head on my shoulders and, like, given yeah. me a good, um, like, perception of just how the world is and, like, how reality is. Yeah. Um, and kind of being able to view it from, like, a godly perspective almost. Mm-hmm. Um, I've gotten so much life experience from being in the church like even though I hated it sometimes and like I really didn't want to be up early in the Mm -hmm. morning like setting stuff up and you know yeah doing things like it really has given me like a good work ethic and like yeah that's good sense of responsibility so it's good um okay so last question do you have any advice to the church kids with strict parents um 
I would say listen to your parents <laughs> um, <laughs> because it might seem like it sucks now, but they really just have your best interest in mind and are really trying to protect you from the world around you. Like, the world around you is not the greatest, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but, you know, just trust that your parents know what they're talking about and sometimes even if it seems really crazy and sometimes it is really crazy like you'll have your time when you're grown up to like discover these things and to like you know I'm not saying like go wild once you leave your house but like (laughs) (laughs) um there are just certain things that it's better to avoid and your parents know that and are just trying to protect you from that so yeah all right well that's all the time we have today on this podcast Marianne Thank you so much for telling us about your experience as a PK. Yeah, of um, All right, everyone. This is Deborah Rodriguez signing off. Bye.